Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pines and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill, and I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find me on most platforms at Total Auto Solutions. If you're on TikTok, find me at Detail Supply App. Uh, best way to get in touch with me, though, 918-800-1188. And this is the Community Pub. I'm hopping into a uh, gin and tonic from uh, Boulevard. I'm supposed to be doing seltzers. We're on this journey through seltzers, and I saw this. I've actually had these before when I did a uh, – there was a beer event in Tulsa, and uh, I got to help a buddy run a tent and basically just handed out uh, these drinks all day and, of course, drinking while I did it too. You know that. So once I saw them, because we don't get them in Oklahoma, so once I saw them, I was like, yeah, I got to grab that. Hmm. That looks, that looks right at my alley. Yeah, they're, they're wonderful. Uh, made of, of pure uh, pure alcohol. It's not, not any of the other stuff. So they – Boulevard did a great job with those. Josh, uh, introduce yourself, man. Thanks for taking the time to come on the pub. Really appreciate it. Um, you know, tell us who you are. Uh, where do people find you on social? Let's start there. You know, uh, how do people get in touch with you? What's happening? My name's Josh Felder. Uh, I'm the owner of Detail Addicts. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram, Detail Addicts. Uh, email info at detailaddicts.com. Pretty straightforward. Try to keep it easy. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of a detailer, became a product manufacturer, and just kind of an all-around pretty cool dude, I think. All right. Yeah, I, so far, so good, man. I, I like your chill, nice vibe. Uh, I think we're both kind of that way, nice and relaxed. I'm, tr- I'm, I'm pretty wore out after trying to polish an explorer all day in the Florida summer sun at 90-plus degrees. I, there, there was energy. It was expended on the truck today. <laughs> so now tonight, doing a little rum and coke? little rum and coke um i'm not a beer guy uh it's probably illegal to say this but when i was a kid i did a whole lot of underage drinking and one of the things we used to do was just get a big cup and put all the beers we could into one i don't know why that was the thing it was horrible i decided to just slam an entire cup and vomited everywhere and at that point i couldn't stand the taste of hops so that's why the gin and tonic thing kind of caught my eye because i'm a liquor fan so having like a canned beverage that i can just like just pull out and just crack one with everybody and enjoy that's kind of up my alley because otherwise i'm gonna have a cup you got to mix things it's a process uh so we're traveling through as i told you Sango, traveling through over to uh tennessee now in memphis and uh we'll be going over to nashville and I guess there's a, a pretty big distillery south of Nashville in a little place called Lynchburg, right? I guess uh, some some famous place, Jack Daniels. Uh, oh, you can't are, buy alcohol there, though, unless you're at the actual distillery. The whole county or county is a dry county. Fun fact. Oh, no. So you got to either buy alcohol in the county outside of it or the only place you can buy it is at Jack Daniels during like the tourings and stuff. It's kind of an odd fact about the town, but it's cool. I've driven when I worked for AutoZone, like crisscross the East Coast a lot. And I always saw, you know, Jack Daniels, Jim Bean. And I'm like, I want to stop and go take a tour. And it's like, we have to be in Illinois tomorrow morning and get started. Oh, we don't have time. And I never got to go. But those always sounded like fun. I heard they were, I, I heard it was a good tour. I, uh, 
I've, I've been on quite a few beer tours. I actually took the Boulevard tour. Um, it was really good up in Kansas city. Okay. Um, so Nick, uh, Nick's from over that way. We're going to hang out, uh, this weekend. Nick, we were just talking about the uh, Jack Daniels tour. Have you been through it? Oh, man. A long time ago. I was a, a wee child, probably eight or nine. It was cool, though. You can smell you can smell the distillery from, like, several miles around. The entire town smells like it. It's really cool. If you're the kind of person that really likes that, that whiskey smell, uh, dude, it's heaven. If you, It's heaven if you like that. I guess if you're a recovering alcoholic, it would be, like, the first layer of hell. <laughs> Oh, third or fourth. This stuff is strong. <laughs> it's uh, strong. Like you get to the plant, you go to the rooms where they have like the giant uh, barrels of mash, and they lift it up. I mean, it's God. It, it's it's like if you let Listerine sit in your mouth for five minutes instead of ten seconds, like it it burns, but it, in a good way. Okay, I'd highly recommend it. It's a great experience. <laughs> Cool. All right, Josh, okay. uh, walk us through your journey. Like, uh, what got you into detailing? Where are you from? Give us kind of brief background so, story of who you are. Brief background. I'm from Stewart, Florida, a small fishing town with a drinking problem. Uh, other than so that, did you grow up most... fishing? No, actually, I, I grew up, I did a lot of like snorkeling and uh, attempted surfing as a kid and like kayaking and stuff, but I never really got into fishing, fishing. I don't know why everybody else seemed to do it. I guess I just wanted to be different. I was really into the military as a kid. So I was more into that stuff. Did you go military? I did. I uh, joined the Marine Corps out of high school. Um, had a blast. It was a uh, short time, only four years active. And then I ended up going a different direction, but had an absolute blast. Met a lot of really cool people. That's like, the main thing that I always tell people, like, you know, everybody in whatever job you do, you always have high points and low points, but the people are just like what really make it. And I mean, that, that was something uh, I did logistics in a form called Embark, if you will, but basically just shipping people, equipment, getting equipment, making things happen. Okay. And not, uh, you got out of that not nothing fun. I got out of that and um, returned back to the restaurant industry because I was originally like cook, line cook, and back a house help most of my life growing up. In a tourist town, there's a lot of restaurant industry jobs. It's where I got my background and kind of what helped came up with the product having that background. Um, I got in the military, returned to that because when I got out in 2011, the job markets weren't exactly... Uh, a booming for a bunch of people. So I was working part-time auto zone was being built across the street. I was looking for a parts manager. I know a decent about, about cars ended up working part-time for them and then just left the food industry and went to the car industry and kind of just got deeper into detailing more and more. I used to just do it as a hobby and growing up in the backyard of, you know, Stewart, Florida, you have auto geek over here. So it's kind of like you have people like Robert D. Trelizzi and Mike Phillips that are 10, 15 minute drive, dependent on traffic around the corner. The temptation to learn and play with things is there. So yeah. lean more towards uh, cars. Interesting. You mentioned auto geek and Mike Phillips, uh, Derek, you want to tell us what you found out today? 
Uh, supposedly, um, at least I saw it on Facebook, uh, that uh, Mike Phillips actually left Auto Geek today. Um, and I think Justin Lobato is going to be replacing him as uh, like the educational trainer. Um, but I, I don't know about you guys, but I was like, I, I felt old because uh, I don't know, but I grew up kind of watching Mike Phillips. And uh, I think I watched the Pinnacle how-to video like a hundred times. Uh, and it's just like, I was like, I thought it was fake when I first saw it. And then it was actually on Auto Geek's like official Facebook. And I'm just like, oh my. So I hope, I wonder where he's going next. Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't care to ask him. I just told him, you know, congrats. Hopefully his next move is very prosperous. And he said his future's bright. So, you know, to me, that means he's not retiring. I wondered if he was just going to retire, but uh, most hmm. likely it means he's going on to another another place. There's been interesting theories of who, who he's going with and where he's going to go. That would be a, a tab out question. <laughs> where, where, where do we all list Mike Phillips Ooh, is ending up? That actually is a good one. <laughs> I have one tonight, but that could be a good one too. That is, I'm, I really want to know where he's going. Yeah. I don't have yeah. a where I have an idea of who he'll be with though, but I have no idea where he's going. So we, we originally thought immediately I would Sonax, right? I mean, it makes sense. Uh, but Sonax, you know, would he stay inside the family since Sonax USA bought Auto Geek? I, you know, that creates an odd thing. So the other one was, wonder if he goes with Flex. That would be an interesting pairing because he's a big Flex fan. Hmm. I don't know. That is true. He's always calling it the every time he does the stuff. It's like the Beast. So yeah, the Flexi, so. the Beast, the Beast. I could, I could also see him. I mean, Rupes maybe, but they already have like a bunch of like Jason Rose already there. But yeah, yeah but it is Mike Phillips. I mean, it's it's, it's like having the Wayne Bra- or the Tom Brady, no, <laughs> the Tom Brady. Oh, um, you know, see the detailing world. I mean, if you get a chance to take him, I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it would be interesting I where would. he ends up. Jackie, man, thanks for hopping on. Good to see you. Yeah. I, I will say he he is leaving very big shoes to fill. And I, I, I am very happy Justin is uh, going to be the one to fill them because I was. Res- I mean, I, I love the I love the heck out of Justin. He is super knowledgeable, and I think he's got the feet to fill those shoes and continue growing the footprint larger. I think he's the perfect person for the job. I, I hope he can find extra time in the day to do everything that he does because man, he is a busy. That's that's the interesting move is how do you how do you do your company? And then go do all the other stuff that's going to be involved in education. Then plus he's got the restaurant and bar. Like he's got his hands pretty full. And then, you know, that's, that's what I've talked about. You know, how far, how hard do we go as quote unquote business owners? Then he's got a wife and a kid. And, you know, when, when do you take personal time? I've been the guy that's pushed so hard that I've always said, you just got to push, 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 but that's not everybody's theory. And, it creates a lot of issues for family life and real life. Um, it's hard to do both. You're right. Like, uh, so yeah. it will be interesting to see his, his journey and, and the way he, he goes about it. Um, all right. So what got you, you said uh, you went over to AutoZone, got a job in there. What got you into detailing? Um, so I, when I was in the Marine Corps, I actually had uh, trouble sleeping when I got back from, Iraq, just mainly because of the time zone difference and being up for so long over there, it was really hard to be asleep when I was supposed to be awake and doing things on a day. So I got into like 
cleaning this new Mustang that I bought. It was the first Mustang I've ever bought. It was the first manual car I ever bought. It was blue. It looked oxidized to hell. And I spent 20 grand on it in a very stupid financial move. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I am going to make this thing not look like a $15,000 car. And I spent, you know, I damn near bought one of everything at the AutoZone shelf. I remember just picking that over advanced to go to. And I just walked in and just bought one of everything and went up and I started playing and trying everything. And I mean, I was compounding the car in the sunlight by hand, trying to work on two stage paint, thinking I'm actually making a difference, a real difference. I was having fun learning. And that was something that I enjoyed doing. It was almost like a, a, a sin flea pleasure, if you will, something that was just anybody can do this and this is okay to do. And it's not a problem to just want to sit there for hours and polish your car. Yeah. So it, it just something inside of you connected with it, right? Like for me, it was too, it was the process. And I think a lot of it is the ADD. Like I could go into a car and I have a process to spend the next four hours, the next three hours or whatever, and nothing else mattered, but going through and cleaning this door to pulling out the carpets, to getting under the seats, like everything yeah. involved with it. It just immediately took over for me and I loved everything about it. Yeah. Do you, so, do you remember what drew you in? Um, honestly, it was when I got done two days of hand polishing the car and I got done waxing it and it was just the sun was setting. And I literally had a bunch of people in the barracks that were overlooking the car wash thing on base literally the entire day watch me making fun of me and then all come over there and start like, how much to do my Camaro, how much to do this 65 Mustang I got over here, dude, you got to do this minivan for me. And I was just like, I love this. This is fantastic. This, I had so much fun doing this and they want to pay me to let me have fun again and do what I'm enjoying. This is a no brainer. I want to go do that. And just like that. I mean, so I didn't, I, I didn't end up fully going that route. Like I said, when I got out of the military, I ended up back cooking and then I was with AutoZone and then I was up with uh, AutoZone at corporate level, traveling around building stores uh, 45 weeks a year. We'd go out eight weeks at a time, come home for one week, go back out, build, you know, two or three stores, traveling around the country, having a good time. And I got burnt out at that rate after five years of doing that because I'd buy a new Mustang. It'd always be sitting at the house. I'd never drive it. It's why I always, everybody makes fun of me. Why do you drive everywhere with that Mustang, Josh? It sat for two and a half years in a garage and never got used. I feel bad. Like I paid for a car. I'm going to use it at some point. So I, I got burnt out. And I remember I just, I didn't know what I wanted to do next. And that scared me. And then I remember I was like, well, if I'm going to do anything, I need to do something that I enjoy because none of this was really enjoyable at the end of the way I was looking at it. And it was, I met a lot of great people. I had good fun times working for AutoZone. And uh, I was like, I'm going to detailing. That was the one guilty free pressure I had that I didn't care about. People wanted to give me money to work. Let's do that. And I literally just quit and started a detailing business. I mean, I had tried once before and failed, but I, I was just that that was it. We're done. And that was Detail Addicts was born. Okay. So what's Detail Addicts? Uh, Detail Addicts is the, uh, my own little small business of just me detailing and polishing. And the name came from my roommate at the time making a funny joke saying, I love car detailing and reading about towels and waxes so much. I'm addicted to it. And I was just like detail addict. I like that. We'll run with that. That we're, we're going with that. That that's it for the win. So I give uh, 
Pat Malone full credit to the name of my business because he totally just gave me the inspiration and ran with it. So I stole it from him. It's how we came. All right. Uh, and what got you into products? Ah, so when I was polishing cars, I was struggling to get a lot of either cut and refinement or a product that didn't have a wax or a silicon sealant or some sort of additive in it so I could polish and then do a ceramic coating afterward where I didn't have to two-step everything to get the results that, that I was trying to get to and still have something kind of filler free. And at the time I couldn't find anything at the market. I mean, HD speed was like, that was God. And 3D1 a few years ago was kind of the new thing coming out, but it still had an additive. And I was like, well, you have to fight the additive, removing it with panel wipe prep and it's just more intensive and since right. i couldn't Hope find anything apologize hmm. uh what did you say it was it was hd speed hd speed that was the very popular one that people were using at the time which is a wax based all-in-one polish which does very good work but yeah i've, I've definitely based. heard about it I never used it though uh what year was this uh two that wait i'm gonna misspeak 2019 20, okay. late 2018 just a couple of years ago. Really, yeah. Just a couple of, I've only been into products. That's our second year of being on the market. So two and a half years, two and three quarter years. Cool, man. Time. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, anybody else, Jackie, Alex, good to see you. Derek, you guys ever used HD speed? Jackie, what are your thoughts? Uh, how, how was the use? Yeah. I was in the, uh, okay. Uh, is that Derek? It's all. Uh... Go, go ahead. Someone's frozen. It's not. It, I think he's frozen. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Derek. Hi, Jackie. Yeah, uh, Jackie. So, did you you've used HD Speed? Yeah. So that was actually how I got started um, in detailing. I got the uh, 3D, their um, purple polisher, the Speed polisher, whatever the heck they called it. Um, and um, started doing speed uh, and that was pretty much all like with their purple pad and like that was pretty much how I got started practicing polishing. Um, so yeah, that was, um, that was probably 2016-ish that I was introduced to that. Um, and yeah, so that was what I got started with as well. How long did you use it? Um, uh, yeah, probably about two or three years when I started my own business in 2019, I started researching other products because that was just the only thing that I was, um, a like able to use, uh, the only thing that I had accessible working for someone else really. So. Okay. Cool. Uh, Alex, what about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've used it. <clears throat> I used it when I first left the car wash. A buddy of mine, um, hey Josh, um, <laughs> a buddy of mine had uh, turned me on to it as a great all-in-one. Um, the only problem that I had with it was on darker vehicles. It seemed to be—I don't know if it was the oils in it or what—it was very streaky um, when you tried to remove it, and. Yeah. It has poxy in it. I know. I right? know. 
Yeah, it does. And Toxy is a pain in the ass to remove from black, like black dark. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say that's the only thing I never liked. About it is, it. but you know the the funny part was is that I could go back over it with Poxy and then it'd be fine. It was something with the Poxy and the HD cut and the HD polish mixture that that was a pain in the ass for me. Then uh, 3D came out with their um, 505, which was their AAT. Um, combination which was just 501 502 with poxy and that was way easier to use um than speed so i stopped using speed and started using 505 at that point hmm. but yeah i, I used it it's, it's a great all-in-one um you know if, if you're doing that type of stuff but once i got kind of doing like the higher level type stuff um i tend to uh not use it anymore period Cool. All right, Josh. So you were using that. Weren't too happy. I think that's a common thing for detailers, right? We start using something. Maybe we're not exactly thinking it goes the right way. And you decided to do what? Uh, at that point, I decided uh, to attend the Southern Detailers Conference just because I was frustrated. I've been working multiple days in a week and I needed a break. I was unhappy. I was using a product and I needed to go take a small vacation, but something still work related to make it make sense to me so I could write it off. I think that's Bruno's favorite show, isn't it? The SEC, you know, isn't it? I think so, right? I'm not sure. I, I, who watches what or attends what is very hard to say, you know, nowadays. I like SEMA. It's massive, but, you know, SDC is a fun one. Yeah, SDC oh, is a fun no, one. My favorite show. <laughs> fuck, fuck the SDC. I don't give a shit who's on here. Uh, okay, just for historical context, the the idea thing kind of happened with a the guy there. I love hey, you, I'm Jason. Not hating, no, I'm not hating that you went. I don't give a shit. Uh, okay. Uh, so um, Josh, similar to me, I mean, that's why, you know, we had people reach out, especially as a lot of news is coming out about, uh, mobile tech Vegas, not sure if that show is going to survive uh, a lot of detailing brands are dramatically pulling away. We're even seeing now a lot of PDR brands, uh, it talked to Sheldon earlier. It's not looking good, you know, that it, they're doing everything they can, but I, I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, another show might bite the dust, uh, but people ask me, I had multiple people reach out and say, why'd you go to bat so heavy for him? It's like, well, I attended this show. I got a lot of great info. I set an education. I really enjoyed everything that I got out of it. And then when I decided to release a product um, and mine was a polisher, I had the first opportunity to sell one on the floors of mobile tech. And if I wouldn't have sold one on the floor of mobile tech, I don't know if I would have actually gone then to the other mobile techs, bought the booth and started down that journey. And mobile tech really created us an opportunity as a brand to get out there into a national setting. Um, so I, I understand, man. I mean, I'm similar, just different expo. Uh, so you're at the, you're at the SDC. Who do you meet? What happens? I meet Billy Bagus in person and um, Billy is also a Marine. So it was very, uh, He's a little bit older than me, slightly different generation, but it was like great to have like a Marine older brother, older figure, if you will, because it just, in, you instantly, when you're around other vets, you click on a certain vibe that you don't have to speak. And it's really cool when they share wisdom because you can catch a lot of it really concentrated. And one of them that I caught that he was teaching me was that if you believe in something or you have an idea about something, pursue it. 
something that he did. He had a product or he wanted to make products. And so he wanted to pursue it. And I just remember thinking while I was meeting Chris West and all these other people, like I just hated the polishes that I was using. I mean, they were just, I wasn't getting happy results. And I was like, this is still a nagging thing in the back of my head. And I started driving home after the event, meeting Billy, and I was really inspired. And I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to make a product. I have no idea how, I don't even know if it's going to come out right or wrong, but we're going to go down this road and try. And man, I, I tell you, I was like blessed or whatever, because I got really lucky at, at the first shot around of making something. Cause it is really difficult to do that. So that, that was, what, why do you say it's difficult? What was some of the, uh, and, and I just, you don't have to go so personal into something you don't want to share, but most people leave out that struggle and there's a lot of theory that you can just create something and then boom, it just magically happens. But no, it's a massive, and I call it a climb, not a, not a grind because I always like to think that I'm slowly digging myself up to a spot that'll be better than I have been. Um, I don't like grinding because that's in the same spot. So it, it takes a lot of work and takes a lot of struggle. What was some of the yeah, you know, I've I've been openly sharing at Mobile Tech and the different uh, ex- education times about struggles and about failing and why you need to fail and why it's good to fail because then you can continue to build. So, do you remember some of those early struggles? What what made it hard? So, um, yeah, there's a lot of struggles when it comes to trying to do a product or whatever. One of them being um, the amount of stuff you don't know that you need to know is overwhelming. Having a mentor or even just somebody who's done something in your industry related to me, if you want to make a tool, they've made a tool. If you want to make a product, they've made a product. If you want to white label a product, they've white labeled a product. And I, I specify that slightly different because processes vary a little bit between the two, between making and white labeling. And I don't mean it in a disrespectful way, process slightly different, but having somebody to tell you, Hey, once you come up with something, you need to start making SDS sheets. Okay. You need to start trying to find people to try this stuff and to get it out, to get to distributors. And guess what? No distributor wants to carry you. Why? Cause nobody's heard of you. Nobody, you have no marketing material. They don't want to spend their time and money making marketing material. So they would prefer something that's semi turnkey with opening results, which means you better have either that all on premium deck ready to launch or be gathering it as you're starting. Um, meeting people and selling stuff is completely different than detailing and dealing with detailing customers, especially with detailers. I love detailers. I really do. I want to help as many of them as I can, but we, I hate to say this and I'm included. We got a lot of egos, a lot of egos at varying levels too. So it's kind of hard to navigate the water sometimes when you're like, Hey, I'd like you to try this product. I think you might actually enjoy it when you've been watching somebody or listening to somebody and they're like, who are you? No, I only use such and such brand. Okay. I feel a little offended, but I don't care. I mean, have a good day, I guess. I do. I guess I am offended, but there's a lot of waters to walk. And if you're making a product, um, there's a lot of things you're going to have to encounter. Supply chain, getting things through uh, customs if you're importing items through, if your ingredients are coming from different areas. 
managing and tracking things like COVID causing shipping disasters and everybody freaking out, supply chain issues where bottles and caps and I, I've had bigger brands asking me going, where are you getting your caps from? Because they fit perfectly on my bottle and I want them and everybody's out. Huh? I'll just try so-and-so. They should have some. The amount of, of headache and all the stuff that you're going to have to juggle while you're still trying to make a dollar to pay your rent or your bills and stuff. And it's just a vicious cycle of large things to task with a white label it's slightly easier because you have a company who's got a product they probably got bottles too so all you have to do is get a good label or even they'll have labels you just need to get a good design and you have something semi-solid guaranteed to work a certain way and you're happy with it where if you're making it from scratch there's a whole field of r d you're going to have to go through and depending on how lucky you get as far as catching lightning in a bottle and i i am really kissing for shamrock clovers lucky with my stuff it can get really expensive to R&D stuff and just get a product to market at some point and can take several years. So it, it's a lot. <laughs> I had myself muted because people were walking through. Uh, it is a lot. And I'm glad you shared that because there's a lot of people that, and, and we've said it over the past weeks and as we began to see it last year uh, and then begin to put more out, you know, at, multiple people in the community, um, you know, are diving into products too. Uh, great. You know, and I shared stories last week that, you know, as a detailer, it gave me an advantage to be able to sell a product because I actually knew how to use it better than a salesman that was just going around in a box truck. So, yep. you know, it, it made sense for me. Um, it, it makes sense for detailers, but it, it doesn't, uh, when the theory that you can just create something and then it's just going to naturally take off. Right. I mean, it, I think for me, the hardest part was what you had said is when people just say no, right? Like, and I just go, but, but you don't understand. <laughs> like it, it actually does what it's supposed to do. Not just, you know, cause a lot of people, I don't know if you run into this, they'll look at your product and go, well, how does it compare to such and such? Cause they say that their product does this. And I go, but that's not even, there's no way that their product can do that. There's this bullshit. Like, so, you know, do you run into that where it's like, you, you, you know, that your product is going to do the best for the situation, but it's being compared to something that's not apples to apples. Um, sometimes a lot of times I actually get a direct apples to apples comparisonal question. And it's very hard for me to do it on a both political and non-biased way, because you're asking the creator of something how do you feel about your stuff or one of your as some people have called them my direct competitor which i view this person um the person figures the last cut and jay's price which i've had all people say diamond and platinum are like the last cut and the last cut plus how do they compare against that and a lot of times i had not used those products so i couldn't give a comparison and i would tell people that i personally have not used his products so i couldn't tell you Whatever they're claiming, it sounds like it's almost identical to what mine are. I think you've, if you like that, you'll probably like this then too. Please give it a shot. You know, not trying to put, you know, mine's greater than the other. I have tried his products and they are an amazing product. Um, it is an apples to apples comparison. And it's hard to tell people, you know, I prefer mine over his or his over mine in certain situations because I'm you know, with me and my brand, it's, it's, what, do, what am I supposed to not say? I'm supposed to tell you my product's lesser. Yeah. It's hard to be, you're asking the wrong person here in this equation, unfortunately, for that answer. 
I get it. Uh, Alex, uh, you're the one who introduced me to, to Josh in a sense of, of telling me about him. Uh, uh-huh. So wh- what products do you love of his and why do you love them? I love them both. Yeah, I only um, have two. <laughs> <laughs> I love all both of them. Um, platinum is platinum is my favorite. And Josh, why is platinum my favorite? Because I won paint correction of the month. <laughs> I mean, you, it can't fight against some a combo that you win with. That's just yeah. you got to put it in the Hall of Fame record books. Exactly. Um, it's 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 a really great product, man. I mean, like, so I, I've told this. And I don't know, I might have been the first person to tell Josh this. Um, platinum with an Oberk yellow pad is just perfect. It's got the right cut and density level to just accept everything. Exactly. Happening. And then it polishes right. down so nice. Um, it, so what's it, platinum? It, what is it? So platinum is an all-in-one uh, polish. And when I say all-in-one, it does not have protection but it does contain heavy cut abrasives, mid cut abrasives, fine cut abrasives, and a fine finishing polish. All mixed together precisely and with a binder so that they break down one on top of the other in cut level and it extends out your polish time. So less is more and you'll get deeper stuff out and it will refine itself out in one pass with no fillers, no axes, no none of that. Panel prep it, throw your coating on it. That's what you see what you got. Water-based? water-based cool uh, although i will honestly say and i don't know why if you get a bunch of it all over your clothes and do nothing about it for several hours it will stain black slightly lighter i don't know why that's I... <laughs> what it is hi jackie's boyfriend <laughs> jackie have you used uh have you used the products i think so right uh, yeah, so I um, have actually used platinum and diamond thanks to Alex. Um, Alex gave me a little sample of um, of diamond, and um, I've used platinum, I believe, at a shop somewhere. I think definitely used it before. Really liked it. I don't personally have a bottle of it yet, but I've been meaning to order it. And that's why I said earlier I was like, oh. I saw the post that um, Josh was going to be on. Uh, uh, community tonight so i was like oh that reminds me i'm supposed to be ordering so. community <laughs> community <Day-to-day. laughs> um so what did you like about it when you used it um so it's my understanding of it i guess it is it's a diminishing polish right okay yes it's all um, diminishing abrasives yeah so i like that um that you can it, that it is one essentially you can go you know cut polish so that's what i like about it um i really in all honesty i haven't tried as many products as like a lot of other people have i guess like some people would talking about products and i'm just like i don't know i don't know um so i mean i don't have a whole lot to compare it to specifically like you were saying um the other one for uh for finish or the last finish last cut what was the product you just mentioned uh, the last oh, cut and the last cut plus so i i haven't tried those i don't so I, so I don't know like what it what it's like to anything else all i know is that i tried it i liked it I'm gonna keep using it um yeah thank you 
Yeah, that's awesome. I think you were recently over at Alex's for some more touch-up uh, training in a sense. Uh, yeah. That was cool to see. Yeah, so I just hired a few more people. Um, actually, Alex, well, kind of. Alex, um, <laughs> one of the guys that was with us that day, he was a no-call, no-show for a shift today. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> I can't win. <laughs> it's been a mess trying to like hire people. I, um, literally I scheduled like a group interview yesterday or Monday. I don't know what day, whatever, one other day this week. And I hate group interviews. Um, but the reason I did it is because I had eight people confirm and guess how many people actually showed up Two, two. Yep. Two, two people two. showed up, wow. two people showed up out of eight. And I'm like, Wow. And they all confirmed. So it's not like it was just, oh, we'll see. No, they all confirmed. And then just like two people showed up. That's all. Yeah, not to get political, but I finally opened up a letter. I'm good at checking mail. I opened up a letter the other day. I guess they're sending out more money later in the year and again next year. And I'm like, what in the world? Are you serious? Like government? Seriously? We don't need to keep just paying people for nothing. Like, come on. I mean, the money I got, which was very little, I got a $1,200 from one of Joe's. They took it back out of my taxes. I, I was, you know, doing all of my deductions and stuff. And they're like, you owe this. And then all of a sudden they get a letter in the mail. like, correction, you owe this. And I'm like, where did 1200 come from? I didn't misfile. Yeah, I fell for that one hook, line, and figure. So that was a fun letter to get from the mail from the IRS, but it's cool. It's cool. I get it. We're getting money again later. I'm sure I will just this time set it in a bank account that earns interest and give it back to them later. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. All right. So that's, uh, that's your, your, I guess it's a polish. Well, it's an all in one because yeah, if it's so, going to cut, it's, it's going to have you, you already mentioned that it does cut. So it's more of an all in one and not just a polish. So, so. The, the difference is, is they're both the same, except one's a super heavy cut formula. They both will cut and at a same cut level of high abrasive. Just one has a different amount of it and they'll both finish out at the same point level. So if you're working on something like black GMs, gel coat, um, raw metals, diamond is going to be better where you're suited for because it can take the action. It's got more of the heavy cut abrasives in it. It will cut harder, longer, um, and it will still finish out depending, especially depending on the pad you're using. Platinum's a little more heavier on the finishing polishing side of things. So it still has heavy abrasives in it, but if you're working on like softer stuff like Fords or Mazdas, or occasionally I've heard Teslas are soft two out of the three. I've I don't done know. Hey, we got a Tesla expert right here. I had Speaking two of out Tesla. of three be hard and very, very, very hard. And then I had one that was kind of on the soft side, but I was pretty sure it was repainted. But what's up, Josh? Okay. Josh, uh, so, Nick works for Tesla. Yeah. I am a lead detailer for Tesla. So any cool. I like soft cars. paint inquiries, I can tell you. I can tell you in my two years, 10 months out there, I, I've been there. Every single car has been so soft like i thought i knew soft from working on gm black no 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 tesla black soft is scary like it's so there's so little there's no flake in it it's it's just solid so it'll expose everything everything regardless 
every Tesla that I've polished so far has been stupid soft. Like, you know, use old DM Black or yeah. Author. It's been Nick, soft. Nick, so what's cooking with ones. Nick? What's cooking with Nick tonight? What are you making? Okay, so we're doing steak on the grill. Um, we're also doing kimchi rice balls. I've never done Korean before, but we're going to try it, and we're going to see how it goes. How Wait do you do a minute, steak? Nick. Yeah, I was going to say, Nick, how, how about, what cut of steak is this? New York strip on the grill right now. I'm about to throw a sauce on it, get it some flavor, and then pull it off, and I'm going to munch on that while I'm making the rice balls. But, yeah. Are you a steak? Are you a are you just a salt and pepper kind of guy? On, on no, he steak? said sauce. I thought sauce. he was going to be a I'm a salt and pepper guy, too. Yeah, so, I, so I. Just salt and pepper. That's all I put like, on. But he said sauce. Off. Honestly, salt and pepper is all I usually go for. Um, tonight, I'm just feeling brave, and I am um, put a little garlic powder on it, and I'm going to – well, honestly, this steak is just salt, pepper, garlic powder. Regardless, um. They're gonna. They're just honestly an appetizer for the kimchi rice balls that are coming in an hour. Fair enough. That's All right. Uh, I want to jump over to Brandon. Um, Brandon, questions, thoughts, uh, anything you want to ask Josh? Yeah, Brandon from Shawshank. Yeah. No, I I don't have much. I haven't heard of the product until tonight. Sounds great. It's really cool that you developed the product like that. It sounds like there's a lot of, you know, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in that. Um, it's pretty cool that, like you said, it's in a binder, and actually the higher abrasives actually are on top and break down onto the uh, diminishing abrasives into the polish. That's really cool. Um, so I'd definitely like to try it. And you said bare metals. I was doing... I actually late to the podcast. I was covered in black soot because I was polishing uh, metal wheels for a big rig today, and I would like to try it on something like that. Yeah. I think you'd enjoy it. Um, it's got a little bit of like naphtha in it, if you will, so it's great at like removing residue and stuff like that on its end wipe and stuff. So there's a lot of, a lot of like a lot of, I to say. It's not like streaky when you're trying to pull it off of a really shined metal. It will be a little sticky, but when it breaks, it's it's there. It's on that. That's what the binder is going to do. So it's either going, it's not going to dust a ton. It's either going to be on your pad, or it's going to be just there, and you're just going to break through it on the haze. So, thank you for also listening. I mean, I don't, I haven't spent any money on marketing, and just, I don't know if that's wise or stupid. We're kind of going old school, but. I didn't have a ton of money on a small detailing business. And I'm like, I'm going to make a product. And it was like, everybody liked it. And I was like, I, I didn't actually have a budget or a game plan or any of this. So we're just going to go off word of mouth. And if it's a good product and it's good, we'll get to where it needs to be over whatever time. So we've only been on the market now coming on our second year. So word of mouth is how we've been running it. I am working on marketing videos. I, I get it. That is important nowadays. I'm just not clever with a camera. Well, yeah. well congrats again. Uh, to be honest, I have a long ways to go for success, but all my successes come from word of mouth and social media. I don't really spend a lot of, in a marketing budget myself. So yeah. Sometimes the best ways, honestly, is word of mouth. Value. Go ahead, Alex. No, I was just going to say, if you don't mind, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to help Josh out here a little bit. So I met Josh at SEMA 2019 and he was kind of like, 
hey man i got <laughs> this stuff and uh it's not my podcast get out um and and so we talked about it and when we got back josh sent me a, a sample of like platinum 1.0 or whatever um to try out and i immediately loved it um then he sent me like diamond 1.0 um, which I tried on like super heavy oxidized single stage um, Toyota paint and like pulled it out beautifully. Um, no. Um, and so when, when he actually finally came out with the bottles, like, like he actually stopped by my shop. But the first bottle I ever got was Josh stopped by my shop. He was down here. You were doing the, um, the Mannheim auction or the, the, yeah, the auction. Right. Um, so he stopped by my shop, me and Bruno were getting ready to detail a Hellcat and it was brand new. And I was like, I was like, dude, your stuff would probably be good for this. Do you have a bottle? And he's like, <laughs> and he goes out to the trunk and pulls a bottle out. We use it on that Hellcat. I absolutely fell in love with it even more because I had more than like a little sample bottle that I was just kind of sparingly using kind of like as test spots on cars um, I've used his platinum now for two years. Um, I've used it on just about every different kind of paint there is, and it works fantastic. Um, blue HDO pad, uh, like I said earlier, yellow O'Burke pad, uh, a blue Rupes wool pad, um, the new Lake Country Udos, um, either micro wool or the khaki pads. I mean, like whatever pad you put it on, it's going to work phenomenal. I've used it as a, as a, as a one step, which I don't like to do very often. I've used it as, as a cut and then followed up with a polish. I've used it as a step down cut when I've used something really heavy that left a lot of micro marring and swirls. And then I step down with pot with platinum to polish those out and then go to my polish. Or sometimes I can just use platinum as my, as my step down cut slash polish kind of deal. Um, so it really is a, a very good um, versatile product to use on, on many things. Um, and uh, the, the one, the one that I got uh, paint correction of the month in in the paint assassins group was a black Dodge that a gentleman had, completely tore up with a rotary on his own so i mean he kind of did all the hard work for me and then i just took some platinum on a on a yellow burke pad and i mean it was the difference was was unreal um so that's an interesting question then so josh is it mostly for a da or can you use a on a rotary too um i'm not a huge rotary person but i have witnessed uh people while I was doing certain things with certain teams that I cannot say since I'm no longer with them, things got messy and that I've witnessed other detailers using it with a rotary. I've been told by other detailers, they used it on gel coat rotary, pulled out 1500 grants or marks and sent me before and after picks. So without physically doing it myself, I'm going to go with a 95%. Yeah. It works for both. Um, I just really don't like rotary. It's not my jam. I don't know why. I, I kind of like the dual action motion. I kind of get in like a, like your dancing motion or whatever. I get in the zone with that. I like a Malay or 3401. But if it's something, if it's something that's heavily damaged, 
I'm going to just, to me, it's just faster to buzz the paint, right? Like swirl it all up, mess it all up, like, and just get it all those scratches out. So I've got this good fog of swirl and then come back and polish the swirl with, uh, you mentioned 3401. I, I think going from a, a rotary to a 3401, if you're not having to finish down, that's a great combination to, to do a two-step on. I'm a lay or 3401 as my main polisher for everything, practically, including finishing a car. So when people are like, you can't finish with a Malay, give me a black pad and some essence or perfect finish or perfect polish or even platinum. And I promise you, I can teach you how to finish. It's stop putting pressure on it. You're doing a finishing. This is a polish, not a compound fest. You got all the stuff out. You're just getting rid of the haze. Don't need much here not hard in fact yeah. it's even easier because you can be on autopilot it does the dual action motion just do your passes that's true if you don't push it down you're right uh i when i'm finishing though i just my personal preference isn't to use the force right is is to let it free spin and flow uh yeah but if i'm if i'm gonna do that medium cut to finishing out some rotaries yeah i i, I love the force i use the force all day long Force is strong with for a Star Wars reference with those polishers. I swear, it was so right there. We deserved it, and nobody was like Star Wars and Flex coming together to bring you the Force. So close, could happen. All right, so Alex, uh, we we talked about our tab out question tonight, wondering where Mike Phillips is going to end up. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Retirement. I mean, I don't. <laughs> Flex is going to going to his big big job in the sky at Flex, um, dude. I don't I don't know, man. That was that was a shocker to me um, seeing that today. I mean, I mean, congratulations to to Justin and uh, you know he's he's a, a yeah. phenomenal guy and um, had a lot of great conversations with him. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do with it. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of a you know mind blown kind of thing to to see that. So um i have no idea yeah we said that earlier thought it might be flex to be interesting um i mean know. i could see it because he does have such a close relationship with them um but yeah yeah totally totally agree derek i think it's time so josh this is a uh, time of the evening uh I, you know when you've been in in a bar you know whether it's a, a military bar or just one on your own you know I, it's time to tab out and there's that guy at the end of the, the table or end of the bar that maybe asked that random question, you know, that drunk guy at the end that always <laughs> spouts off some stupid question. Uh, that guy for us is Derek uh, at DJD detail with the tab out question of the night. But Derek, are you drunk and wasted at the bar? Uh, not right now. No, I've only, only had the one beer, but uh, I got, <laughs> I got a good one. I got a good one though. So what, uh, uh, what have you been drinking? Uh, it's called shorts brew it's like uh huma lapapalooza indian ipa it's pretty good what uh, yeah i don't know i don't know <laughs> I saw it store. It, you know i'm like marty if it's got a cool can i'm like mm, might be good so that has gotten me several times with things so i, I give you on that yeah it's yeah. like uh like when stone cold came out with his ipa i was like oh stone cold's got a beer let me try it and it was i don't know it's like too like oh and i was like yeah uh, but but here we well sorry go ahead Marty. 
So I, you weren't on earlier. I don't think uh, I've been doing, I couldn't find a seltzer at the liquor store. Um, so I found this uh, and I actually, I served it before at a, uh, at a, uh, who, oh gosh, what's their name? Umbop. Who remembers Umbop? Umbop. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's uh, yeah. Hanson. Hanson. Yes. <laughs> so Hanson. the Hanson brothers are from Tulsa and they host a yearly oh. beer. Uh, yeah, they host a yearly beer thing. Um, they have their own brewery. So uh, I, I worked what? out with a buddy one day and uh, was passing these out. And they're, they are great. I We can't get them in Oklahoma. So when I saw them uh, at the liquor store, I was like, oh, I got to grab it. I mean, they're they're delicious. I mean, it's a true gin and tonic. Like, it's it's delicious. I, I don't know if I'll drink all four because I, <laughs> it's not going to be pretty in the morning. <laughs> all right, Derek. So what's that tab out question? So here we go, guys. So, uh, so if you had a one-time pass to commit any crime you wanted, what crime would it be? Oh. Mm. One-time pass to commit any crime. Uh, I'm going to break in and hack. Uh, what am I going to hack? I'm going to hack something with money. Either that's uh, the treasury or Bitcoin. I think I'm going to hack Bitcoin. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hack Bitcoin and take a bunch of Bitcoin. Woo! Uh, I was going to say, for me, I don't know about you guys, but I've always wanted to go to any name, any car dealership, just walk in, get in a car, and just drive through like the glass that the, that the show cars are in and just drive right through and then just keep going. I don't know why. Like, I know like I know money. People are like, oh, I'll travel with bank. It's like, I don't know. There's always a bad dealership. And then like, man, it'd be cool to just like, do the cheese and you just go right through the thing, just keep going. And the cops are just like, bye. Like, how many movies have you seen that in? Uh, Die Hard, uh, there's uh, quite a few, right? Gone like, in 60 act- seconds, gone 60, yeah, seconds. Gone in 60 seconds, yes, yes. That's that's what I keep thinking of when I think of that. True, true. Uh, all right, Josh, what about you? Well, I feel bad now because you know it's on the similar lines of that, but um, I would track down the the prototype I saw when I was at Meekum of the Ford GT40 that Ken Miles drove that wasn't actually the GT40, but it was the Mark One. That was a horrible prototype. There's only one left, and it's worth multi-millions of dollars, but it's the most historical thing I've ever seen in race history. And it just, when I saw it, my heart melted. I would go find and steal that car and hide it in a barn and tell nobody, and it would just be my one like little prized possession where I just drool at it forever <laughs> cool good one good one nick if you're going to commit one crime this is like the purge but not i mean if you want to purge somebody you know you could even be you could even be the next I'm, hitler if you wanted to bruh. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> i said you could no one said you should all right there's a difference <laughs> Honestly, I'm probably just going to go with stealing your car, too. You know, my my first a thought Tesla? to the question, no, no. Cybertruck. <laughs> Sorry, but no. Cybertruck. Like, my first thought was, was just to go speed really fast and touch my car however I want, but I can do that now and probably get away with it, so I'm going to pass on that. I'm just going to steal my dream car and go from there, which is a Morgan three-wheeler. Only like 40 grand, but if you know what a Morgan three wheeler is, you know why. I don't know what it is. 
Google it. There was a good episode on Top Gear. Top Gear did oh. a good one. Does that have a wood chassis too, like the other Morgans? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wood yeah. chassis built the same since like the 1930s. You can buy them new for like 42 grand and they'll hold their value for like forever. So, good choice, sir. Very good choice of vehicle. Thank steel. you. Thank you. All right, Mr. Alex Russell. Man, <clears throat> I like the car thing, but you know, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to like, oceans 11 this deal and i'm gonna hit like a big casino for like mad money and then i'll just go buy a car i mean whatever <laughs> you know sure, could do that. <laughs> i mean i'd rather have the money and the car so yeah. you don't just yeah. want a car ah. no no i mean i mean <laughs> yeah yeah you know you i mean i'm like money. i'm the house i'm gonna do this but listen like you know you you steal enough from the casino you go to the dealership and you're like Hey, here's a couple extra for the window. I want to drive it through, you know, whatever <laughs> kind of thing. You know, <laughs> like, I'll have the glass have guy video here. Crew there. Yeah, yeah, I'll have the glass guy here tomorrow to fix the window. I'm gonna drive it through. You Full know? Jordan Belford moment. Just yeah. Here, yeah. take it. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, you know, it's that that one's that one's totally harmless. Nobody gets hurt except for the casinos, which you know they probably deserve it anyways. Yeah, they got insurance anyway, right? It's ragged. <laughs> Yeah. yeah good call good call uh brandon from shawshank i would absolutely love to before i die get in a high speed chase and it would be great not to be arrested after or die <laughs> oh or die yeah yeah but that would that would be the thing i would do yeah mm. that would be fun would you do yeah. it like on a highway would you do it out in the middle of nowhere what i mean what's your high speed chase dream look like uh, I mean, the he, opening scene from Cannonball Run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like any action movie, just me drifting around corners, three cops following me, me weaving through people. It'd be, I, I feel like it'd be probably the funnest thing in my life if I ever did that. <laughs> yeah. Are are the cops ever? Are you taking the cops out? Are they are they like? Are you nudging them over and they're like flying and like blowing shit up and everything's going crazy? Or are you just like cruising and chilling? I mean, I I, I wouldn't want to hurt cops for no reason, but that'd be pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> you want the gone in sixty seconds with the Mustang fly, driving around the wrecking yard and hitting cops through walls and stuff, but they're all okay. But you totally just flew through a wall. But could you imagine watching someone doing this on the news? And like you said, you could do one thing and you get away with it. And then at the end, they're like, just come up and shake your hand. Good job. Good job, <laughs> Good job sir. That was fun. <laughs> Nobody got hurt. Get up out of here. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. The lady of the evening, Miss Jackie, what, uh, what are you going to do that's illegal that uh, gets wiped away off your record? You know, I never have answers to any of these questions. <laughs> <laughs> got to drink more. No. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm just drinking water. Maybe that's why I don't have. Yeah, that's, I don't that's a problem. Oh, I got my big one too. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I guess like robbing a bank or something like that. Like I don't know. I'm boring. I guess no high speed chase for me. No, no driving through a window. Like you know, just a good old fashioned bank robbery. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting about the bank robbery, like, because it takes a lot of uh, planning, a lot of prep. Like, could you imagine what all would go into robbing a bank? And, like, that's insane. So, I mean, in case you fuck it up, it gets wiped off your record, right? Yeah. yeah go for but, it. So, if you got caught, like, it would be fine. I'd just be like, walk in and be like, 
Give me all your money. All right. Peace. Bye. Uh, this past weekend, I went to go hang out with a buddy in Oklahoma City, and we were supposed to spend the day at the pool at his pool and just, you know, nice day and one of those just hang out with the family. Right. Well, once we got there, it was raining. So we had to wait right, a couple hours and then a couple more. And we threw on a movie and it was the story of Jesse James uh, going through and doing everything he did, you know, through the wild, wild west. And that was I mean, wow. I could you imagine like that? I just, the way I, I watched it, I was like, God, like people actually did that. I guess like walked in with guns and I, I know it's crazy for me to think, but it was yeah. a different used time. To do it. They still do it differently. Josh, what were you saying? I don't know. It was, it was an older time, but I think that people were just mentally built differently back then. Like I think life was more considered casual. You're going to die a younger age anyway. Cholera, typhoid, something. Shoot somebody. Oh, somebody got shot. Find somebody to replace them. Nowadays, it, Jesus. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, guys. Thanks uh, Thanks for a fun talk, Josh. Uh, appreciate you coming on. Give us, uh, give us your closing thoughts, you know, whether that's a, a pitch on where do people find you, why people should use your product, or you just got some random idea that you want to get out to the world. But uh, it's your time to do closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. Really simple. Go forth and do unto others. Meaning, if you're having a good day, help somebody else have a good day. If you're having a bad day, don't project that onto somebody else. Help somebody else have a good day, too. Just do unto others what you would want done unto yourself. Life's rough in 2021. Be nice to each other. Maybe we can all get through this with a hug and a smile. Dude, I love that, man. Really nice. Thank you. Really well done. Uh, my closing thoughts are going to be uh, along the sentiment that we talked about earlier about that, uh, that climb, about uh, all the struggles and all the things that can go into it. Uh, no matter where you're at in life for business, whether you're wanting to get into chemicals, because there's plenty of detailers, as that uh, seems to be a thing that as we all continue to look for other means, other avenues, revenue streams, whatever it is that you desire out of your life and business, uh, whatever idea that you have, whether that's uh, Jackie, you know, needing to find more people, uh, needing to grow into new spaces, whatever it is that we have that presents ourselves, because usually in business, there's a struggle. Usually there's something that we're going to have to overcome. There's no way that in business you get to just plateau and no issues ever evolve, because if you're plateauing, then that means you're not growing. Growth always requires sacrifice. Growth always requires some type of struggle. So, Fighting through the struggle and pushing through and enduring, uh, that's going to be my encouragement of the closing thoughts. And I'm glad you mentioned that earlier because, uh, yeah, it, it takes a long journey. It's a long climb. Uh, so wish you all the best in yours, Josh, and thanks so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Likewise to you, brother. Thank you for having me on and hope you all, everybody, including you, sir, have a wonderful night. This was an absolute blast. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Nick, man. we'll see you uh, in a couple of days, man. I look forward to grabbing some beers with you. Um, I was told I'm not allowed to bring beer into the cabin that I'm at. Uh, oh, so I'm gonna have to come over and grab beer from your place. So, yeah, you'll have to like keep it in the car or something because I I'm gonna try it and find some of the some of the best like craziest beers that I I've ever had around here. I'm gonna try and source some. I'm gonna source something good, and they're gonna party out, man. They're gonna love it. <laughs> cool. Looking forward to it, man. And maybe we can run over to that Jack Daniels tour if they got any spots. That'd be cool to do too. I'm down. So. 
Definitely. All right, Derek, good to see you, man. Great question. Alex, thanks so much for hopping on. As always, appreciate any time that you can give out to the community. Thank you so much. Uh, Brandon from Shawshank. Appreciate it, man. Always great to see you. Thanks for coming in. And Jackie, uh, whenever you're here, man, it, it's always a, a wonderful experience. So thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, guys. All right. Y'all have a great thank evening. You. We'll see y'all next Bye, week. Jackie. See ya. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to that episode. And if you got any value out of it, Hey, go share it. Go let people know what you heard on the Pints of Polishing podcast. And listen, if you want to leave us a review, we would love that. You know, five star, one star. Hey, whatever you think we deserve, if you would leave us a review, greatly appreciate that. And thank you so much for being a part of community. Mm-hmm.